For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith. And it is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave. And actually, you're not at the Golf Cave. You're at the headquarters Golf Cave. That's right, baby. PGA HQ. Whoa. I'm at the Education Center Whoa. in Port St. Lucie, Florida, where I am teaching mm-hmm. teachers Teacher, teaching. how to become better teachers. Teaching teachers to teach. Yeah, it's fun. What ought to be taught? Well, it's not just content, you know? Okay. Um, sometimes it's learning how to communicate, you know, that whole English. Ooh, English. kind of language, right? Yeah. You know, that, that not golf speak stuff. Mm-hmm. Talk to people yeah. in ways they can actually understand. Yeah, there's a little a bit of that concept. that should go around, right? You would think, but then again, <laughs> you know, uh, you and I would tend to be in the minority thinking that, I think, actually. Yeah. Interestingly enough, the group that I'm working with, they've been teaching for a few years, right? And and we're talking a little bit of a little bit of content, and sometimes we're having these discussions about, well, what's the right thing to be talking about? Where do I start? I see this, I see that. Where's the right place to start? What's going to be the most effective start to a golf lesson if these are the things that I'm seeing? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's videos of the students and we see where the ball's going and we get some data from the launch monitors and say, what, what's going on? And we start figuring it out. So, yeah, it's a good thing. Well, that's fine. It's a good thing. We're having, fine. Yeah, we're having fun. You guys been talking to any about the uh, the big scuttlebutt going around the uh, PGA Tour? about? Oh, you mean the slow play? Slow play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's an awful lot of talk about slow play. We should talk about that. How much, I wonder true. how much of snow, slow play is is, <laughs> is is brought about by the sales department at the TV networks who have to run commercials when they go past their you know their their scheduled endpoint. You know, I'm sure they have a lot to say about that. But slow- you mean they haven't figured out how to do that on purpose so they can get more paid commercial time? They have contingencies worked in, I am sure of it. So they, yeah, they know sure. what's going on there, and I, I'm sure they probably do quite well. Slow play is not just a problem on the tour. It is a problem for us, the uh, recreational golfer, the guys who get out there uh, once, twice a week and don't get the first tee time of the morning. <laughs> and are very upset about that. We're going to talk yeah. about how to play slow, how to play fast, how to get slow players to play faster. What is slow? What is fast? All those questions that are going through your head right now. We're going to answer them when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't you move. Everybody's got a box. You got a box of razors they'll send you every month. I got a box of this they'll send you every month. I got a box of that they'll send you every month. But only Bespoke Post has a box of awesome that they will send you every month. And that is not hyperbole. You go to boxofawesome.com. They will ask you a few questions. They will get a feel for who you are, 
what you're into. Every month, they will send you an email saying, hey, we got this box for you, and in it will be X, Y, and Z. It'll cost less than 50 bucks, but guaranteed to be worth over 70 If you're not feeling it, just say, I'm not really into this stuff, guys. Uh, I'll pass. Catch me next month. It's that easy. Boxofawesome.com. You want this stuff, trust me. It's stuff you never even think that you should have, but when you see it, you go, oh, wow. I've always wanted this. I just never knew it. It's a box of coolness. It's a box of awesome. Every month, boxofawesome.com. Use the code WEEKEND. Get 20% off your first box. And it's us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith. And uh, we've already impressed you with the fact that he's he's down at uh, PGA headquarters. Um, a command performance, by the way. They said, yo, Jeff, hey, we need you here, buddy. And uh, he flew yeah. on down because when the PGA says, come see us, then you've got one of those cards and that PGA thing after your name, you kind of go. I guess you have to. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's like getting called in the principal's office. <laughs> contractually obligated, and there you go. All <laughs> That's right, it. Man. All right. Okay, so uh, slow. Slow play. There's there's this one guy. You know, someone once said, hey, it's golf. It's not rocket science. And this Bryson DeChambeau guy says, yeah, you think so? Hold my beer. And has proceeded to make it uh, very much more scientific than anybody ever ever has uh, since or, or before or probably since. But he's slow. And even even his excuses are slow. And he says, "Pretty long winded." But I walk fast between shots. Okay, and then right, and then we've had a problem a couple of weeks before this with with our buddy JB Holmes. Yeah, was playing right. very. He was, he was having the worst day of his life. Probably, I don't yeah, think he had had I, a. You know, man, what a what a horrific day for this guy. Right, yeah. he's playing what is ostensibly his worst public round of golf. Mm-hmm. I mean that's very public. Oh yeah, that's right. You're yeah. you're the final group, you know. Yeah, of, of the Open Championship, and in everybody in the world is watching. And all of a sudden, you have a hiccup in your in your golf professional career mm-hmm. on that day. And at the same time, you're playing, and there's a guy playing there with you that is notably a fast player and <laughs> yeah. likes to point out the fact that he can't stand slow players. Exactly. And J.B. Holmes is notorious for playing slowly. But I love J.B.'s attitude, man. Uh, you can, I love it. Because they were talking to him after the round. And, of course, he was very embarrassed, you could tell. He was not very happy, you could tell. And then they brought this thing up about how um, – what's his face? Whose name escapes Brooks me. Brooks Kepka. Brooks yeah. Kepka was complaining about his pace of play. And he said, yeah, well, I may have been a little slow, but Brooks plays like he's got ice cream melting in the car. (laughs) Which is truly one of the best lines I think I've heard in professional golf for a long time. Indeed. What a great reaction to that, right? Plays like he's got ice cream melting in the car. You can just see it now, can't you? Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. <laughs> we got to get through this thing here. <laughs> I didn't even leave the thing on running with the air conditioner on. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. So that's, I mean, that's mess up, especially when you've got all of that money riding on every shot. And it is truly the most important shot is the next one. You you can't afford to lose your concentration. You can't afford to be afraid of the guy next to you mumbling under his breath. You 
you really I wonder if it was really mumbling under his breath. Uh no, I don't no, he wasn't mumbling under his breath. I'm sure he was he was vocalizing his displeasure. Yes, indeed. I get the, I get the distinct sense that Brooks Kepka does not really care to mumble under his breath. Yeah. I think he just doesn't care yeah. if it comes out at a particular audible volume. Yeah, not not right? one to uh, to couch his phrases. No. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. I don't think I don't think that, yeah, I don't think he cares. No, I don't think he really does. But the the fact of the matter remains that whether you play fast or whether you play slow, whether you've got a lot riding on it or not much riding on it, whether you want to take two minutes to line up an eight-foot putt and then miss it anyhow or or not, the fact of the matter is that playing slow is the probably the number one complaint most of us have about playing golf. Is you get behind these guys who, A, don't know what they're doing, B, don't care that they're playing slow. They figured they paid their money. They're going to take their time. Yeah. Um, C, take way too much time looking for a $2 golf ball. Or, or D, don't understand the rhythm of the game. You know, the, the guys who are riding yeah. in the carts in front of you and you watch the cart as it pulls up to one guy's ball and he gets out and he does his his distance shooting and then he picks his club very meticulously and then takes 17 practice swings and then hits the ball and then with disgust throws the club back in the bag in the back of the cart and then the cart moves off to the other guy's ball 10 yards right and five yards forward yeah that makes me nuts when the guy who's sitting in the cart just doesn't drop off his buddy drive over to his own ball get his own clubs out and prepare to play and then the guy who's originally hitting the shot after, you know, cold popping it, you yeah. know, the 10 yards, right. doesn't just waddle up to his ball <laughs> up there again. He has to run back to the cart or wait for the guy to hit his other shot and then drive back to get him and drive that 10 yards up to his ball and hit the same club again. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You can't and hit you that know, club anyhow. Just move up. Try it again. Like, move it forward on. a little bit. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, in, you you'd think that there were ways that you could communicate to people without hitting into them that's that's i mean that is a way of communicating the fact that they're playing rather slowly but not very polite yeah i think that there's people out there trying some form of sign language <laughs> <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not sure how visible yeah, you're it too, really is. You're too far well, away to, to discern how many fingers I'm holding up. You know? Right. So I think there's a point where they just extend their arm up in your direction to help you see yeah. what it is that they really mean. Exactly. I yeah. think that's their way of communicating. <laughs> oh man, but but that is just one scenario. You've got you've got the the, the people who are really really slow, um, but then you've got you you've got somewhere along the line of eighteen holes. You can you can be playing slowly, but you can see that there's no place for the people in front of you to go. There are people behind you pushing you who may or may not discern that you have people in front of you that are holding you up, who are being held up by the people in front of them. Somewhere down the line, there has got to be perpetrators. It's It's the same thing with traffic on the highway, man. It's like Sometimes you come to a dead stop yeah. and you have no idea why. 
and then somebody suddenly, decided to pass somebody else yeah. or somebody decided to slow down and rubberneck for somebody on the side of the road or something something like yeah. oh i don't know maybe just somebody changed lanes yeah it's, it's, it's and sometimes it can just free up for no apparent reason you go okay it's just taking me a minute and a half to go 15 feet why and it's the same yeah. on the golf course <laughs> i still remember <laughs> when the intrepid producer mark and i were playing and there were a couple of people in front of us who had been holding us up on every hole for like the last six holes on the back nine. And we got to number 18 T and they were only about a hundred yards in front of us off the tee. And Mark said, these guys, have been, I'm just, I'm going to go down there and say something to them. And, and I looked at the kids and they were kids. They were teenagers, maybe young teenagers, like maybe 13, 14, you know, they were playing in dilapidated sneakers. They were carrying their bags. They had like 66 clubs in each bag. You know, that kind kind of guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I said, Mark, come on, man. They're they're learning the game. Obviously, they're young kids. We should encourage them. And he said, John, you're right once again. As he jumped in the car, and I said, Where are you going? He said, I'm going to go down and encourage them to play faster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I find one flaw in that story. What's that? That he decided that he'd say, Mark or John, you're right. <laughs> yeah, okay. I embellished just a little bit. <laughs> okay. And unless you had said something, no one else would have known. Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, we just don't want intrepid producer Mark to get a bad reputation. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> because everyone who knows him yeah. knows that that would be a false Yeah, those words statement. would never escape his lips. I understand right. completely. Yeah. However, why did people play slow? Why does it get slow? Who can fix it? And how can they fix it? We are going to solve that problem for once and for all. Hopefully people will pay attention to us. (laughs) Figure the chances of that, man. Uh, (laughs) Right. That'll be a first. (laughs) On second thought. (laughs) What do you think we should do for the rest of the hour? Okay, no. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Slow play and how to fix it. We'll take care of that when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys, man. Don't you? Why don't you follow us on Twitter? It's very easy. Just go to twitter.com. We are at WKND Golf Guys. This segment of Those Weekend Golf Guys is brought to you by CBS Sports HQ. I think we're all aware that sports TV nowadays is is full of made-up drama. Same topics being beaten into the ground with, with ideas and takes from people who don't even believe what they're saying themselves. But CBS Sports is going to change all that. CBS Sports HQ is a network that streams live 24-7, and they have coverage that is focused on just the game. Football, they got it. FedEx Playoffs, they got it. Fantasy sports, well, their experts are going to give you the info you need to make all the right calls for your lineup, and and football season is coming up. No fake debates, no politics, just real sports for real sports fans. Just open the CBS Sports app, and you can watch anytime from anywhere, on your phone or at home, on your Apple TV, Roku, or Fire TV. It couldn't be easier, and it's all totally free download the cbs sports app and watch cbs sports hq today there's a system you could buy you put a little thing at the end of the grip on your golf club and you swing the club and you hit the ball and by gps it it actually keeps track of how far each and every club in your bag hits the ball and if you don't know those numbers you really don't have a golf game 
let me introduce you to NetSuite by Oracle because in business, it's the same as golf. If you don't know your numbers, you don't have a business. And NetSuite by Oracle is the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in a very easy-to-use cloud platform. Gives you the visibility and the control that you need. And that is why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite's offering you some valuable insights with a free guide. It's called Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. You can get it at netsuite.com slash weekend. Hey, who's looking out for you and your business, huh? That's netsuite.com slash weekend to download your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. netsuite.com slash weekend. Hey, we're back. Thanks for hanging. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. We are those weekend golf guys. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Check us out. You can also check out uh, the Facebook page at facebook.com slash golfguys. Listen, uh, just a little quick aside. I want to uh, encourage you to join an absolutely free group on Facebook. If you are in sales or in business for your own or working for somebody else where you need to find clients, do you use the game of golf to find clients? You should. If you don't, you, you can, and you can learn how to do it right. Even if you do, maybe you can learn how to do it better. It's an absolutely free Facebook group to go to, and it's just called the Back Nine Advisory Board. So just do a search on Facebook for Back Nine Advisory Board. Free group, join it, and uh, we're just going to share ideas on how to use golf to increase your business, okay? We appreciate that. Check it out. All right, speed or lack thereof. Usually when we have this conversation, it's about club head speed, ball speed. But today, it's about you ain't moving fast enough. Yeah. (laughs) I was reading an article on golf.com about how fast should you take to play golf or how long should you take. They started by, one, by considering that you were walking, which yeah, right. which I think skews the whole thing for everybody because, one, not many of us walk when we play. Well, wait a second. No, well, no, come on, man. You know, it's a Saturday. You've got tea time scheduled every 10 minutes. And for the most part, the guys who spent all the money on those golf carts out there want you to use them. They don't yeah. want you lollygagging, right. carrying your clubs, and all that kind all of stuff. All right. Okay? I'm going with you on that for just a little bit. All right. I got one. Okay. <laughs> Mark that one on the wall. <laughs> but I know what you're going to say because walking actually would make the round faster because you don't have to rely on anybody but yourself to get to your ball to make the decision what you're going to hit and to move along. Right. There's there's no – like we mentioned in the last segment, there's no – sharing a cart where you sit there and wait for your cart mate to hit his shot and then you take the cart to your ball. You're basically on your own. But they said it should take just about, uh, I think, four hours and 16 minutes is what they were saying for a foursome walking to play golf. I played golf you know, last weekend with my brother-in-law. We made it. There was just two of us. But again, it was a Sunday. So, you know, we had foursomes in front and behind. Um, we did it in three hours and six minutes, 18 holes, which isn't bad. No, it's really not. How long should it take, do you think? Well, look, let's factor in types of golf courses. Okay. Let's let's say that we all can agree that a brutal, hilly, painful, uh, thick, rough-filled golf course will take longer than one that's a bit more pedestrian. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So let's factor out that golf course for the sake of our conversation, and let's just say that it's the pedestrian golf course where the tees aren't too terribly far from the green on the last hole. Okay. Not a lot of walk in between, not a lot of cart driving in between, right? right? And it's not a penal, painful, go beat yourself up when you hit it just off the fairway kind of golf course. Okay, let's just say 
that we're calling this the run of the mill, decent golf course. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I still believe that if it takes you say 12 to 13 minutes a hole, right. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. okay. For a foursome. I think that's pretty good pace. It makes sense, right? You got, let's say it's a par four on average, right? So with the par threes, we'll hit one less shot. Par fives, we'll hit one more shot. So let's all average it out to say it's a whole bunch of par fours. If you can knock that out as a foursome in 12 to 13 minutes per hole, you guys are doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. You really are. Well, you take- and as long as you don't go farting around at the, to- at the turn, mm-hmm. let's go get 10 hot dogs. Let's go do this. Let's make 10 phone calls, you know. As if it were two completely separate rounds of golf with a social event in between, which it's not. No, it's not. No. Right? Those people post the phone number for the uh, 19th hole at the uh, ninth tee for a reason. And it, you know, you're going to make the turn. You want something to eat? Order it before you get there. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Editorial is done. Continue, sir. I was going to say, that's like a mini rant within our rant. (laughs) I know. How are we supposed to keep track of which rant we're on? <laughs> I'll take care of them. I'm writing them down. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so we look at it and we say, look, this is if it's taking you over four hours for you guys to go, you've got problems. And the golf course has problems because they're supposed to be taking care of this stuff. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be hiring volunteer rangers, right? Right. Everybody knows they're volunteers. So I, you know, I guess – bringing on volunteer rangers as opposed to hiring, right? Because you hire somebody, you kind of got to pay them. Yeah, yeah. You get the volunteer ranger and give them free golf and they're happy campers. Yeah. But, you know, you got to do the right thing as a golf course to ensure pace of play because if you get it so that your rangers don't do anything besides pick up golf balls and everybody knows it, then people aren't coming to your course because – now, the Rangers don't do anything. They're just out there hunting golf balls, and the place is always packed, and it's always slow, and I just don't want to go, and your business is ruined, and everybody's mad about slow play. Yeah. So here's the solution. So when you get Rangers, you teach them how to behave. You say, look, here's what we need here. Our business relies on people being happy by the time they're done, instead of having the feeling they're waiting on somebody all the time. So here's what you're going to do. We know you want to go pick up golf balls. All right. We got it. So I'll tell you what. Your shift is from two to eight. Show up at one. You got one hour to drive all over the golf course wherever you want. Pick up any golf ball you want. But I'm going to give you a box to put them in. So that way you're not viewed as a ranger when you drive by everybody with a bunch of balls in your basket. We're just going to put them in a box and just go off doing your thing. Come back, make yourself happy for the day, clock in at 2 o'clock, and start acting like a ranger, and here's what I need. You're going to talk to every group, but you're going to drive the golf course backwards from the 18th green all the way to the first tee, always backwards, because you get to say hello to the people in every group. You get to help them find their golf balls to help it move along, and you get to be an ambassador for the club. Mm -hmm. And then the very next group that you come across, you can say, hey, John. I just spoke to the group in front. Their pace is pretty good, and they're telling me that they're going to keep it up. So you guys stay right on their tail. Make everything behind you better, all right? So just keep up with them. Everything's going to be great. Thanks, John. Appreciate it, right? Now, what have I just done as a ranger? I've just made two groups happy, right? Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to keep going to the third group, and I'm going to say, hey, John, 
I just talked to the groups, the both the groups that are in front of you, and they're going to do their best to hightail it along. So if you could just stick up with them because of, they're going to kind of act like they're going faster now, let's do it. Let's not wait. Let's not dawdle around. Let's make sure everybody's ready to go and then just stay with them. Right. And you just stay the encouragement that you give other people. You know what happens? People start to think, wow, these guys really do care about pace of play. So that means you don't get the reputation as a slow pace of play golf course. Plus, dealing with the potential slow players that way is positive as opposed to coming and saying, hey, listen, there's really a large gap between you and the guys in front, man. Pick up the pace a little bit, okay? Yeah. Even then you get – Right, because nobody likes seeing the Ranger come with that kind of news. Mm -mm. But here's something else that a Ranger could do. We used to do this at one of the golf courses I worked at. Okay. We, We had these little great cards. They were gotcha cards. You've been caught. And there were three check marks on that card. Thing says, you've been caught. One of them said, keeping up a good pace of play. Oh, checked it off. All right. The other one said, the other one said, raking the bunkers. Boom. You check that one off. And the other one said, fixing the pitch marks on the green. Mm -hmm. So you can check some of these things off and you go up and you, the ranger gives it to him. And you know what the card's worth? One drink for one guy in the group, whoever you hand it to, right? Uh You know what happens? Everybody's happy. They're like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. They just acted like they're, we're, we're happy. They did something right. And they gave you a drink. You know what just happens? You just sold three. That's right. <laughs> That's what you did. Yep. You sold three. Yep. One guy gets his. The other three are buying theirs. You know that guy's going to talk him into staying because he, he's got a free drink coming. Yeah, and I can't bring this back right. with me next time. So i got to use it now. Uh-uh. That's right. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. So the reality of this is that the Ranger can actually be a great thing. But people don't use it the right way enough. People run golf courses. They just don't. Yeah. Real quick question that, that's somewhat um, – because along with Rangers, uh, there used to be guys at the golf course known as starters. Yeah. And I haven't seen one of those in a very long time. Uh, yeah. Now and again, you still get the uh, – Now on the tee, you know, the Ashton <laughs> group followed in, uh, by on deck is the Smith group. But – there's nobody there saying, okay, you guys can go now. You guys can go now. What do you see as the, and we may have to expand this in, in the next segment because we only got like a minute to answer this question, but what is the optimum amount of time between groups to tee off on number one? You know, a lot of times people say it's about eight to nine minutes. Right. And, um, you know, when when they've got somebody there making sure it happens, then the players are more organized. And the players get, you know, on it. Yeah. Because there's more people coming, but it looks like it's it's being handled in an order, in an orderly fashion. And then all of a sudden, bang, they're they're gone. And you know what happens? Even when the dude hits a bad first tee shot, I know John, you don't know what that really feels like, but mm. let's just say that the dude hits a bad first tee shot. You know what happens? He's already got one in his pocket, pulls out another one because he's prepared because there's a starter there and he doesn't want to be embarrassed. Right. By having the old military drill sergeant starter barking at him because he just topped one off the tee. Yeah. He wants to get another one in play, and then all of a sudden they just drive away, pick up the other golf ball, and move on. Yep. I do have yep. to do have to, to to take back the the uh, Chariot Run Golf Course in um, over in Indiana. The the Horseshoe Casino Golf Course does still have a starter who explains in great detail what the course is like. He asks you if you've ever been there before, and even if you say yes, he still reiterates, you know, 90 degrees 
into the fairway, stay out of the heather. Um, a lot of protected areas. If you lose a ball, tough, you know, because you can't go in there. Um, and they have every 10 minutes tee times. Yeah. And, um, it, it seems to flow quite well. And you don't have that lollygag at the first tee with everyone going, what are they, are they out of the way yet? Can I hit yet? Can I go now? Is it my turn? Is it us? Yeah. None of that. Um, no, none doesn't exist. So, okay. We've got the ranger. Ranger part solved. So, what are we going to tackle next? Hmm. How about the slow guys themselves when we come right back? We're all those weekend golf guys. Hang with us. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us, facebook.com slash golf guys. I've been transferring stuff into my new wallet from my old wallet, which was so thick. I had to take it out of my pocket to play golf because it made me unbalanced. But I have a new thin one now. And no, no, I wasn't stuffing it with money. Don't think that's what I'm trying to tell you. No, you know, debit cards, credit cards, ID cards, all those business cards that you collect and say, well, someday I'll get around to filing them and, and receipts. Uh, same difference with those two. That's what I had in my wallet. But now I have a brand new wallet, and it came in this month's Box of Awesome from Bespoke.com. It's a great wallet. Its line of trade is the brand name Really Soft Leather. Very thin, holds up to 15 plastic cards and money and all kinds of good stuff. Someday I'm going to have enough money to actually put in that wallet, too, I'm sure. Also got a little space pen in there. You know, you've seen the, it's the one that can write at any angle. It can write underwater. I mean, this thing is phenomenal. And I got it in a box with a bunch of cool stuff because I went to boxofawesome.com and I filled out their little questionnaire. They gave them some insight into my personality. So they've got an idea what it is that I think will be cool. And then every month they send me an email saying, hey, we got a box for you put together and here's what's in it. And you go, hmm, that sounds very cool. Yes, please send it along. And if you do, it'll cost you less than 50 bucks and guarantee to be worth more than 70. Not too shabby. But if you're not feeling what's in it that month, just say, listen, guys, uh, I'm going to pass this month. I go, okay, cool. Talk to you next month, buddy. And that's how easy it can be. And to make it even less expensive for you right now, if you go to boxofawesome.com and use the code WEEKEND when you check out, you're going to get 20% off the cost of your first box. And it is going to be awesome. You are going to understand that I just ain't whistling Dixie when I say boxofawesome.com is where you need to go because it's good stuff and it's very cool. Boxofawesome.com. Use the code WEEKEND at checkout and get yourself 20% off your first box. Do it now and you thank me later. Boxofawesome.com. And thanks for hanging. We are those weekend golf guys. We came back as fast as we could, but sometimes slow is slow. You know, sometimes you have no control, however frustrating that may be. And there's nothing more frustrating than a par five with the guys in front of you, 250 yards away from the green, who think they're not going to take their second shot until the group in front of them clears. Yeah, because they're going to catch this one perfect. Yeah, I've never hit a three wood that far in yeah. my life, but I feel it. Today's the day. Yeah, this one, especially <laughs> off of this downhill lie. Yeah, yeah, this is it. <laughs> you know, this is about to be one of those things where the guy's chopping on a cigar, looks back at the other guy, scratches his beard, but he goes. Eh. Watch this. Because <laughs> you know it's coming. We, you know we always coming. take we take bets on the team when we're watching that group. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, I, I, I usually take like less than 100 yards. The result of that shot that he's waiting to take is going to be. It, it blows my mind. So invariably, 
you sit and you wait and you wait and you wait because here he is. Mr. I'm going to get there in two where the second shot's farther than the one he just hit. Yeah. <laughs> he had a tee and a driver in his hand. He only brought that one a whopping 220. <laughs> and all of a sudden, here's this other one. He's like, I'm going to get there. Yeah. You know it's not happening. We all know it's not happening. He even knows it's not going to happen. So you know exactly what's going to happen. So he cold tops the thing. And now he's got another shot up ahead of him 30 yards down. And he's still got to hit the same stinking club because he's so far out. But you know, you know what you're going to say? Cause I know I'm going to say it. What are you going to say? We waited around for that. <laughs> yeah, look up anticlimactic yeah. in the dictionary. It's got your picture, man. Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. But you know what? One of the reasons why that happens is because back in the day when the guy could maybe hit it 250, if he got a hold of one, he had the same scenario and he knew he wasn't going to hit it 250, but just in case. He laid off of it a little bit. He didn't try to power it up to that green. He just lined up the way he was supposed to line up with that three wood, and he took a very nice, easy swing and hit into the group yeah. in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Because the he did it time. right. Yeah, but, but because yeah, he did it time, right. Yeah, he hits it in the middle of the face. Perfect timing. Beautiful, effortless power. You know, that one elusive one, as you continue to say, like you're supposed to do it. Exactly. Right? Like you're supposed yeah. to do it. I have been following your tutelage, your expert tutelage. And especially last weekend, man, I had I had a great day with my woods. My driver, powerful, nice, straight. And my fairway woods, I was killing them. I hmm. was killing them. And again, it's it's because of what you counsel is you set it up correctly and just let the club do the work. The first time I did it on the course, the way I did it in the golf cave while you were watching, <laughs> okay? Yeah. One of the guys I play with on a regular basis just looked. He went, "Wow, just do it like that from now on." And you know, I remember that's what I did the first time in the golf cave, and and honestly, I didn't think my eyes stopped bleeding for like a week <laughs> after watching that. <laughs> I digress. Yeah. It was painful at the beginning. I will admit. Okay, but we're, we're yeah, we are digressing. We do it so well, that's why we do it so often. But we're getting off the topic of of slow. In that scenario, even if you think you can hit it that far and you're waiting for the the group to clear, don't take less of a club. Yeah. Go you put know. a mid-iron in your hand. Knock it down there. Exactly. Put a good flush shot on it. Where you're not irritating anybody because you know you're going to have to hit another one anyway. So why not just hit two? Exactly. And then don't make it be where the the third shot you hit has to be the one now. Right. Because this is how people make doubles and triples on these par fives because they butcher the second one. Mm -hmm. Thinking that they got to get there. And then all of a sudden they butcher it and then they put themselves in deep trouble on the third one. And then they feel like they got to be the hero because I got to get there in three now because it's regulation. Right. And next thing you know, boom into the junk yeah and next thing you know it's up and down and mutter 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 and then you're half a hole behind yeah as you're walking from from side to side of the green uh or or messing in the uh in the in the sand trying to rake it after you made that shot and you're still away so while you're sitting there cleaning up the mess in the sand trap everybody else is sitting on standing on the green waiting for your butt to get up to take your putt because you're still away Something like that, yeah. Yeah, well, that happens. You know that happens all the time, man. All the time, man. Or is yep. it just me? I'm not sure. No. Uh, it's a scenario I've, I have seen repeatedly 
in a lot of different instances, in a lot of different cases. We're glad it's just not your golf partners that continue to see that repeatedly. It's not just them. No, uh-uh. no, I see it too. Yeah. I see it a lot. I see it a lot. You know why? Because I have, I have some somewhat converted. I actually oh. have. Yeah, I have, I've, sometimes I think about practicing. Sometimes I may get to the course just uh, a little too early to be comfortable and decide to, well, maybe I'll just hit some balls and do some putts before everybody else gets here. And wow. Yeah, I know. What did you do, change partners or something? And you well, play with some better people? No, well, I've, no, I've been doing that to uh, to beat the guys I normally play with because all of them are still in the, I don't need no stinking practice <laughs> frame of mind. Well, that's because you guys kind of uh, made that pact yourselves. Yeah, we did. But you see, that's, our practice was on the golf course. But see, that's how I fooled them. When do you get the bets right? That's what I really want. To know. <laughs> we don't talk about that. The IRS may be listening. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they would not believe that this could be anything more than a hobby for you. <laughs> <laughs> just watch me play once. It's just I once. I think there are some benchmarks <laughs> that you got to hit. Um, what are you going to do? You're going to walk into the IRS office and say, come on, you've seen me play. That's exactly right. <laughs> are you kidding me? I got video I can show you. Totally impossible. What is the responsibilities or the, um, maybe not the responsibilities, but the abilities of people themselves to be able to, let's say, encourage the group in front of them to play faster? Okay, so I'm not going to say the obvious hit into them. No, that we don't want to start any fisticuffs. No. no. You know, don't want to leave any blood trails or anything like that. So that also leans, leads us down the path that we're not going to do any sign language. Right. Either. Right. Let's just keep away from that kind of stuff because it really doesn't help. It actually slows things up a little bit more. And then there's blood and then, <laughs> yeah. you know. Bad Somebody feelings. gets something in the hospitals and newspapers and police and yeah, all that, and, you know. And, and you get kicked off the golf course and you don't get let back. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. Yeah. It, it, there's, there's a whole bunch of bad that goes with that. Yeah. So generally speaking, there's certain low caliber, high alcohol content, beer involved in those. Mm, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Those kind of days. But anyway, so what do you do as a player? Do you ridicule them? Do you stand their hands on the hip in the fairway going, Hopefully you can do it loud enough for them to hear you half a hole behind, <laughs> half a hole ahead of you. <sighs> it's not going to work. You throw your hands in the air. You slap your legs. You just walk around tossing your arms in the air like you've got nothing else to do. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe these guys are so slow. Yeah, yeah it doesn't work. No. It doesn't work. And it, and it adds to your frustration and ruins your game. I yeah. mean, it just the same reason why Brooks Kepka and those people complain about playing with slow players is because it ruins your concentration. It ruins your flow. It just yeah. ruins your timing, and it, it messes up the whole round for you. Yeah. You know what people wind up tending to do is they just slow down so that they don't lose their mojo. The problem is they've already lost it. Yeah. I like my I like my pace of play. I like my rhythm. I like to get to the ball. I like to take a couple swings. I like to get up, wiggle around, and then go. What I don't want to do is get to the ball and sit and wait, 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 and then finally I get – to go get my couple of wiggles, couple of swings, and then go, right? right. I, they, they don't want that. So what they tend to do then is they either, A, go put pressure on them by being present. Like, oh, let's run up to the tee box when these guys are just coming off. 
let's see if they'll let us play through. Guess what? Those guys aren't letting you play through because they're so inconsiderate anyway. They hadn't thought about it and they've seen you coming. They're not going to let you play through. Right. So then there's the, why don't we just skip around them? There's an open hole ahead. Why don't we just go? Okay, go ahead. Now you played 17 holes and you're done. And you know what? Sometimes that's the best option for you. Yeah, it's true. All right. Just write, write down whatever you normally get because, you know, you like to play at the pace that you say you like to play at. And when you get past those clowns that are out there playing that slow, then you get past them. And then all of a sudden you, you're back into your rhythm again. You're back into your mojo and your round got better because you took away the problem mm-hmm. just by skipping a hole. Yeah. I've seen it happen. I've seen it work, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it ever is going to work where you politely drive up and say, um, gentlemen, we've noticed that you've been struggling a little bit because we can see it. We're so close to you. Would you mind if we played through? I'm pretty sure that's not working either. No, it certainly isn't. No. So outside of all the things that people want to do, it's probably best to learn to skip around them if you can. Mm-hmm. Ask them, you know, as you go by, thanks for letting us play in front of you and just keep on driving. <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens? They start looking at each other going, did you let you, huh? What about, I didn't say anything. To you. Did you <laughs> let the guys go? Right? And then they're sitting there staring at each other, hands on the hip, staring at each other. You can let, let those guys just jump right ahead in front of us. Yeah. yeah, it's always a little fun little trick to play. Yeah. Yeah, and they just hope you don't run into them in the bar afterwards. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. By the time you think, look, if they're that slow and it's on hole four, by the time you're done with your couple of drinks afterwards, you're out the parking lot <laughs> before they're even done. Right? You are. You are. So let's let's <laughs> let's address really quickly, without casting total dispersions, on the people who are notoriously slow players. Oh, come on. That's the fun part. The guys who can't cast aspersions. I mean, you know, intrepid producer Mark, we have, we have on occasion played with some very, I won't say slow players. I will say very deliberate players. No, I won't. I'll say slow. Um, okay. Not only okay. do they. That's what, look, we know what you mean it anyway. Yeah. Not only do they plot along, but. They think that the joke they're telling is more important than the shot that it's their turn to take. Hold the punchline. It's not going to be worth waiting for, but hold it anyhow. Take your shot and then finish the joke, okay? Then we'll laugh just as politely as we would have beforehand. Um, Well, you know what? Truth be told is when that happens, then you can actually be laughing at his shot and act like it's the punchline and yeah. feel better about the whole thing. Oh, we do that anyhow. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But in the words of intrepid producer Mark, who has on occasion been with us when we played with some some of those deliberate players, he'll just look at them and say, you know, if uh, if I was up, I would have shot by now. <laughs> that was my turn. I would have, I would have hit by yeah. now. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And it gets, gets the message That'd across. Be, yeah. That beats the Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, while we're young. While we're young right? here. <laughs> There's all kinds of compliments going on about that. There are, guys. Come on. If you're a slow player, you know it. And, you know, the the whole excuse I play because I'm, I'm deliberate or I take my time or I paid my money, don't. 
you're going to take 90 yeah. shots on average probably. You're going to hit it. You're going to play from a distance that's way too far for you because your ego is going to get in the way. So unless you can play the shorter distances that your game you know, is equal to the task of, and you're going to play with uh, some consistent pace, try to get the last tee time of the day, then it won't matter. Okay? We'd appreciate it. <laughs> On behalf of golfers everywhere, thank you for that. We got some more time <laughs> together. and We'll be right back. Don't you move. If you're in sales, you know that people buy things from people they know, they like, and they trust. It can take forever to build that kind of a relationship unless you use golf. Business golf is the quickest way to build trust with your clients and potential customers. TheBusinessGolfCourse.com. Go there now and check it out. Man, I just found an app for my iPhone that will actually keep track of my uh, golf shot distances. So eventually, eventually, hopefully, anyhow, I will know exactly how far I hit each one of the clubs in my bag, which will give me a wealth of knowledge, a veritable plethora of knowledge on what to do in any situation I may face on the course. And if I don't know what those numbers are, then I really don't know the game I have or the game I need to play, right? And it's the same in business. Once again, golf mirrors business exactly. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. But there's problems growing businesses have that keeps them from knowing their numbers. It's a hodgepodge of business systems. You've got too many different things. You've got spreadsheets you've downloaded for bookkeeping. You've got HR platforms. You've got tax software that you've bought. And all of it, it takes too much time. It takes too many resources. And it hurts your bottom line. I want to introduce you to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a business management software that handles every aspect of your business. And it does it in an easy-to-use cloud platform, which gives you the visibility and the control that you need to grow. And right now, they've got a special deal for our listeners. It's great. They're offering you some valuable insights with a free guide. It's called Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. Get it at netsuite.com slash weekend. That's netsuite.com slash weekend to download your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. netsuite.com slash weekend. You may want to go there and get it right now, because if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. Again, just like golf, so is business. So get that free download. It's available for our listeners for free again right now at netsuite.com slash weekend. And this is us, Those Weekend Golf Guys, at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash golfguys. Go there, like us, follow us. Uh, Jeff is going to be doing, you know, when he gets back from the uh, command performances at PGA HQ, uh, he's going to be doing some more Facebook Lives and uh, teaching you uh, rather than just teaching teachers to teach, uh, teaching all of us good stuff. And trust me, man, your your game is going to improve just listening to him and taking his advice, sage advice. Man, I've got a marketing ploy for you. What's I'm that? Going to get some golf balls. And on it is just going to have Jeff Smith PGA with your phone number. On the other side, it should say, if you found this ball, you have a problem. I can fix it. <laughs> That's the one right there. <laughs> That's right. With yeah. your name and phone number. Right. And to get the whole That's legend the on there. Yeah. I'm good to go yeah. there. Yeah. And just, just see them all over the place. I think that would be perfect marketing ploy for, for 
teaching professionals everywhere. I agree. And you can use that technique without having to pay me any royalties. Well, isn't that nice? <laughs> Nobody else can. Don't share that with your friends now. So now that we have solved the slow play problem, what do you think we should tackle next week? Anything in mind? We should tackle the people who actually play slowly. <laughs> Physically. <laughs> that, that'll learn them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Run up and tackle them. I'm like, what was that for? <laughs> You're 10 minutes behind. Yeah. You know, I just thought of one more thing. One more thing that really ticks me off is the people who finish their putts and they finally, after what seems like an interminable amount of time, put the flagstick back in and walk off slowly, get to their carts, which are right next to the green to begin with, and very slowly clean their putters, put the putter cover back. Clean up the wedge that they used. If they remembered to pick it up, the guy, one guy who has to run back to the other side of the green to pick up his wedge that he left there. And then he trots back slowly to the cart. And you're sitting there going, come on, guys, get off, clear the area. You know, I feel better just having, just, just having vented all of this to you today. You know what kind of burns my behind? What's that, buddy? Talk about a flame about that house. And we thank you for listening to us vent, too. Uh, check us out. If you miss any show, we'll be there with them uh, in perpetuity at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash golfguys. And again, check out thebusinessgolfcourse.com if you are in a business or in a sales or anything where playing golf can help you increase your business. You need to go there because we've got a free group on Facebook we want you to join, and it'll be fun. We can all share ideas and have a good time. So uh, join the group. Follow us on Facebook. Pick up a few tips from Jeff, pick up your golf clubs, and go play some golf. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.